0: Find other great podcasts like this one at PodMoth.network.
1: Today, we bask in the light of... Mustache Greatness, you know I don't get to cover too many modern films, because for the most part, modern actors that sport mustaches in movies don't usually sport them in real life. But it's my show, damn it, and there's some flexibility in there. Toby Huss plays a damn psychopathic hitman in 2021's Cop Shop, and his stash deserves to be honoured. He hasn't always sported one in real life, so that's kind of where the flexibility comes in. Cop Shop actually features quite a bit of, like, few other mustaches from some other people and um, and facial hair in general. So I, I feel it's justified. It's it's justified. Anyhow, let's not waste any more time. Let's locate a fight happening outside a casino, deck a lady cop, and try our best not to get killed by Gerard Butler and Juger Jr. <laughs> Joker Jr.? I was trying to say Joker Jr., and I said Juker Jr.? Or Juker Jr.? Anyway, we're out in the desert, baby, and at least the jailhouse has air conditioning, so fuck it, right? Now play that shit theme song. It's
0: the Mustachio Podcast, we're ready for the show.
1: We'll watch the moves, we'll make the jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now the legendary, hairy upper lip. It's the Mustachio What is up? It is your host of the Mustachio Podcastio, a PodMoth Network podcast. And uh, <laughs> and I want to welcome my friend Steve. A very he's he's had a lot of podcast experience. I, he has had he's been on so many episodes of podcasts, I thought he had a podcast at this point. So um and I, I'm pretty sure he'll start one at some point. Um I'm not sure what it will be about. What do you think it would be about, Steve? <laughs>
0: You know, I'm probably going with a general title of "I watch movies." Basically, I watch movies, then I tell you about them, and then say you want watch movie, and it's all good. <laughs> Stop describing my show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I watch movies with mustache, and then I tell ah, see, you if I like it.
1: That's right. That's how I separated mm-hmm. my show from all the other thousands and thousands of movie podcasts. Oh I like, yeah, yes, I just yes. got mustaches on. Mine. Hey,
0: it worked. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know.
1: I was like, I got to find a way to, because there's, there is so many. Uh, we all like follow each other on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I every, I would say like almost once a week, some new movie podcast follows my podcast. I'm like, holy shit, they, they're just not gonna stop. They're, they're never oh, gonna end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah and so it was uh, yeah, pretty much with uh, the, the experience wise, I've done some minis for the bin. I've only been on two episodes that. And for like uh, bloody bits, I've only done trick or treat. And then you would actually be uh, the most number with this would be three right now. I've been on three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like a princess. Yeah, man.
1: Well, I mean, you kind of sport a little bit of a mustache there, I think. You got a little stash there, huh?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to grow the beard back out. But I mean, you kind of look like like a cop. (laughs) Oh, thanks, man. You holding?
1: (laughs) But like one of the good ones, you know, you don't look like a cop that's going to give me shit,
0: you know. No, no, no. no. I, I'm I'm a real sleaze bag there. And, you know, <laughs> you know I, I mean, I'm not Nick Nolte in Q&A, but yeah, I could be there.
1: Yeah, you, you, uh, you know, you might be a little bit like uh, Huber, Officer Huber from this movie. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so yes, uh, as as you I'm sure I mentioned in the code open, we are talking Cop Shop 2021. It's I I don't get to cover um a lot of uh more recent type movies, but I want to start doing this more. I did The Infiltrator recently, and that was kind of a newish type movie. And mm-hmm. now we're doing Cop Shop. I honestly had no idea about this movie, I'd never heard about it. Did you you recommended it? So when did you see it? What's your experience with this film?
0: I forget what movie I went to see at the theaters, but it was, you know, still during, you know, I think it was like, uh, early last year here. You know, it might Candy be God, time. Yeah. You know It was, it might've been during Godzilla versus Kong. And then this trailer came up for, uh, this new Joe Carnahan movie, which, you know, I kind of like his stuff with smoking ace his no, yeah. narc and such. And, and I thought, huh, you know that is a, a decent looking movie. I'll be happy to check it out. So when it finally came out, I thought, "Damn, that was a good movie." It sucks ass that it's going to bomb miserably. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it did have I, it. It I you know those kind of movies.
1: They're all about timing. They're all about who's in it. Like mm-hmm. if you had had Ryan Gosling playing one of the characters, it probably would have sold uh-huh. maybe a little better. But it was just at a bad time because it was during yeah. the pandy and nobody was going to the the theater um but maybe it would have done better um if the the pandemic hadn't been around but it was i i really like it's a very focused film it does there's not a whole bunch It most of it takes place in the police precinct um it feels like kind of this is what's kind of funny that you brought this because this is something that if it was made at a you know in the 80s it could be on the grind because it's a Mm -hmm. very grindhouse feeling movie yeah it it just looks nice
0: it kind of reminded me a little like assault on precinct 13 because yeah. one it takes place just in you know the police station and it's got a certain griminess yeah. i mean especially with most of the main characters in the movie but at the same time you know there's some witty you know lines in the script and of yeah. course you know the guy that we're honoring today toby huss i mean um for my opinion, he's, you know, the best part of the movie. Just the lines yeah. he comes out with it and just, I mean, just, you know, we'll get to a scene in the movie where, it's, where he says, this just got weird.
1: It, yeah. You know, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. He really does. Like, cause just when you're uh, kind of getting, you know, you're, you're in the first act of the, you're wrapping up that first act of the film and it's mostly just, you know, Gerard Butler trying or his character, Bob, trying to talk to Teddy um and trying to convince him like to give him the information he needs and all this stuff and you're just kind of like okay something happened already and then the second act comes in with fucking lamb uh played by Toby Huss and he just like lights the fucking film on fire man it is amazing
0: yeah and uh, just yeah it's good yeah it- and essentially, you know, I remember like Toby Huss, you know, I think he actually graduated from the Groundlings in Los Angeles and he started out as mostly, you know, doing comedy stuff. But, you know, from my generation growing up, he was on the show called The Adventures of Pete and Pete um, as this guy by the name of Artie, the strongest man in the world who was best friends with the younger Pete uh, in the show. Oh. And, and basically it was, I guess at the time you could possibly consider it a creepy relationship, but in reality, he was just kind of weird, but he was good friends with all the kids in the neighborhood, just trying to help them out.
1: Yeah. He was like, um,
0: he had that Pee Wee Herman energy or what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Pee Wee Herman energy. He wore glasses. is And it's just like, you know, he was kind of, you know, he was just there, just um, sort of uh, eccentric, if you will.
1: And that was that was what on Nickelodeon?
0: Yeah, Nickelodeon during well, the nineties. You know, Nickelodeon is known for their <laughs> some of their yeah. questionable things going on. In that Nickelodeon uh, should not be mentioned these days because <laughs> man, is
1: it getting worse. <laughs> I'm glad before all that came out, like before I really started looking into that, because I I still had like very rose colored glasses when it came to Nickelodeon. I remember when I first moved to LA and I was in Burbank and I saw the building with Nickelodeon on the side and I was just like. <laughs> I was like, who would have thought like this? Cause I loved Nickelodeon. And what made it even harder was uh, we had cable for like, I want to say like the first seven years of my life. Mm-hmm. And then my dad like was like, you know what? We gotta, we gotta really get lean and mean here. So he cut our cable. So the only time I saw Nickelodeon was when I would stay at one of my friends' houses mm-hmm. or if I was, you know, just hanging out or getting dinner. Oh, the, well, let the, but let the guys go. <laughs> Ah, heard, okay. It's a little hunk, hunk. <laughs> you gotta love living in the South Side. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just comes every every afternoon. I don't know how he rides his bike at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in the city, dude. It is hot as shit out there. Well, it's only like, what, 80, 85? Hmm? I'm not sure what it is. It's it, probably... It's probably at least 100. It's really humid. It's 92, but it's really freaking humid, so it mm-hmm. feels hotter. It's like humid with no breeze, so it's just like... Ugh, it feels like you're in a fucking kind of probably the way it looked in that shower scene when he turns on the the water really warm and like to kind of create the illusion like you can't well, see him.
0: Yeah, I mean the water cools us all eventually.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, we were gonna had to get into Lamb's uh, weird fucking <laughs> theory on Old water
0: <laughs>
1: Oh my god, man! So yeah, so I'd never heard of this 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 movie. Hello. Hello! Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The commercial where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris, I'm the believer. I'm Cody, I'm the skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. And proud members of the Podmoth Network. So, did you know there's a creature in Japan called a kappa that tries to suck a bejeweled life force? out of your anus Uh, I did not and I'm not even going to try debunking that instead I volunteer as tribute okay so if you like your podcast a little spooky a little mysterious
0: a lot gay
1: do we have the show for you just listen and subscribe to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and for more content search BS Pod PHX on social media or visit BSPodPHX.com bye right away you know when it kicks off and it starts off with like mariachi music Mm -hmm. and you're we're out in the desert it has got kind of western style energy to it like oh this is gonna be one of them like fucking gunslinger you know like and it does have that sort of western energy it may not be a western but it has that grit to it you know and i like that it kicked off in the them being out by a fucking food truck in the middle of fucking nowhere (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought they filmed this in you know some place like South Africa because sometimes they do have decent settings out there for movies oh, like this. Like, but no, it, it was looks like New Mexico maybe, but I don't it know. Was, no, it was actually New Mexico and Utah oh, that they filmed in. So, oh, but yeah. it's just the fact seeing the police station out in the middle of nowhere, which yeah. I'm assuming in you know in Vegas and Nevada, that's a more commonplace thing. So. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, because you got you know you got it,
1: especially. I would imagine in Vegas where you, you are going to have a lot of crimes going on in the middle of the desert. So <laughs> you just yep. never know. You yeah, gotta, of, you gotta have some cops out there.
0: Yeah. A lot of bodies buried in that desert. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man.
1: I would imagine. But, um, uh, <laughs> I liked, I just liked the, the, the start of the film, you know, it oh. has that kind of, you get the little back and forth. You meet the Sergeant, um, who's played. I, I, I remember him, I think from the walking dead, I think. Yeah. He was was in it was that. Uh,
0: Yeah, Chad Coleman And uh, he played Tyrese on The Walking Dead And and I think he did actually Gain the weight for the role Rather than use padding Oh, well, yeah, I was wondering that Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, he was like He's always been a husky
1: guy But man, he's Mm -hmm. a big old dude in this movie I was like, damn, he's got Mm -hmm. Carl Winslow energy Yep (laughs) (laughs) And he's yelling and shit He's like Mm -hmm. hooting and hollering the, The whole fucking movie honestly i was kind of bummed uh to see him go uh in this film because i i was kind of like immediately liking his character i just like oh, yeah. the classic sergeant or captain that's just yelling at everyone
0: yeah, yeah he was a blowhard but it, it yeah. just it worked for the role mm-hmm. so. you
1: could tell he cared about his job you know like mm-hmm. he was kind of like he cared about his job at the same time, like when they're in the car, because they, they're getting a burger and they get a call that there's like a battle or not a battle, like a fight going on at a
0: casino. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like a gy- wedding party. Yeah, it's like it <laughs> was it, it was like a my big fat American gypsy wedding. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It was uh, I want to go. Like, I want to go to that.
1: Holy shit! You you had like a fucking bride taking a swing at a security guard, and Mm -hmm. these other people like filming it like world (laughs) star style. You know which
0: one of them actually said world star.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, the sergeant is trying to finish his burger, and he's like, "I can't fight, I can't fight crime on a without being having a full stomach." (laughs) So he stays in, and he's with this rookie. Who we're gonna really get to know her? Her name's Valerie. Uh, yeah, I forget uh, the last name Young, I think Valerie yeah, Young. Yeah, Valerie but...
0: Young, and she's played by uh Alexis Louder. I think this was actually her first starring role oh, because wow. she says introduce, you know, was it says in the title introducing, you know, Alexis oh, Louder. So right. this was like her first you know, first big one, and I thought she did a hell of a job with it.
1: Yeah, she has a very captivating. Uh, energy about herself like you when she's on the screen you really like Mm -hmm. she's just has a very bold look to her and um she's
0: a badass yeah so it's a little like big dick energy you know yeah in that case (laughs) yeah
1: this is kind of a what you know uh what charlie would say is a really it's a dick flick you know in a way even Mm -hmm. though it it has a, a female protagonist it's a total dick flick yeah,
0: I mean, fuck. You know, if it was a guy, and he'd be swinging a big dick because yeah. she's so confident in almost everything she does, with one exception, and that exception, when it comes to, uh, you can understand. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's a little nervous about fucking that one up.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's. But uh, right away, she comes through. She breaks up this this fight going on by shooting her gun in the air, <laughs> which <laughs> I would never advise people do because those bullets do come back down. Mm. That's actually something that I, I remember – I think I was like a teenager and some guy um got killed on um New Year's because it's a, something – classic thing that a lot of people do around here on New Year's. They shoot their guns in the air. So, talk about the most Texas shit you could think of. And <laughs> those bullets come down, and this guy just took one right to the freaking head and just died from a bullet coming down from oh, the sky. Damn.
0: Yeah, could you imagine? What are the odds <laughs> – I like, mean honestly I would have never thought something like that would actually happen but yeah it's reasonable so yeah yeah it turns out that's what it
1: was and um and so yeah that's that's not something that people should do but that's what she does and <laughs> it is effective it does it does break up the the fight but then while all this is going on we're introduced to Teddy we don't know his name yet but he looks like Italian Jesus and <laughs> <laughs> And he's in a car that's falling apart and smoking. He gets out of the car. He luckily was not far from the casino. There's a lot of (laughs) nice conveniences of this movie, which is it's old school. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what makes it feel grindhouse. There's a lot of coincidences that that fall (laughs) into place. And he just right away goes, he needs to get arrested. That's what he's trying to do. And he just decks the shit out of her. Damn. But he
0: yeah, but he apologizes. He apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to lean into that one
1: so much. Yeah, damn, just punching a lady cap never a mm. good idea. That is mm. a. It kind of reminds me. I, I don't. I know a lot of people probably don't watch the show, but I used to watch King of Queens all the time, and um, mm. it has um Jerry Stiller in that show, mm-hmm. and there's a part where he's afraid he might die because I forget what it was, and he goes, and he goes something like, he's like, I don't, I know I'm gonna go to hell. He's like, and he starts talking about all the things he did. He goes, I punched the lady cop once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, perfect.
1: So he's like trying to do good deeds throughout that episode because he's like worried he's going to go to hell. It's it's but Honestly, he makes that show worth watching to this day. Mm-hmm. Like I can, if there's some episodes he's not in because he probably like, he's old. <laughs> he probably <laughs> was just like, my knee hurts. I can't do it. <laughs> And those episodes are not as good, man. Like you gotta have Jerry Stiller, dude. Rest in peace, that guy. We've honored him before. I do want to honor him again, though, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he gets arrested. He gets what he wants, and he's been. Sh- they see that he's been shot. Um, he's sporting that dope ass. Uh, what I I think it's called the Van Dyke. It's like the, It's like a mustache. Yeah, with a little is- beard. Mm-hmm. That's I didn't think
0: about it because I mean originally you take a look at it I mean you don't exactly notice like the you know beard and the little goat yeah you don't there so you could have originally considered him as part of the epic and so with a mustache but no, you're right, he does it yeah that's what it is but uh, so. i do
1: I am willing because there is a separation yeah, I, I will consider that a, a mustache uh, modified you know yeah. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it's it's in the family. It's in the see, family.
0: See, it's your show. You don't have to argue with it. And, you know, being the guest on the show, I will totally acquiesce to your demands. <laughs> well, you know, Toby Huss saves the day. Well, there's a lot of mustaches in this
1: movie. So um, oh, yeah. there really is. There's a lot of just facial hair for some reason. I don't know. It's It makes me, especially with some of like one of the officers. In this movie, who's like a crooked cop, like he just looks he makes me feel sticky. Like he looks Mm -hmm. sticky,
0: there's just crooked. Like I like I said earlier, there's a griminess about like most of the main characters in this movie. I I think pretty much with the exception of you know Valerie and maybe even the chief, like was it Gerard Butler? You know, there's just that sheen of Grease all over him, and then there's Teddy. Uh, Teddy and that Huber is sweating like a fat pig. Oh, God. So, oh, wait, no. Also, uh, was Which it, is uh, why you got
1: so mad that I said you look like Huber.
0: <laughs> Once again, fuck you. But
1: I'll take it for what it's worth. Damn it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And Teddy's played by Frank Grillo. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. He's been in a
0: bunch of stuff, right? Hasn't he been- Wasn't he in um that uh, fucking- Using yeah, he was in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. That's right, and you know it was a he played Crossbones in Civil War. It was a essentially no name part for the most most part, but yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's been yeah, he's pretty much been known as a character actor for years. You know, also did a couple of the Purge movies. Purge and, is the movie I was thinking of. Yeah, yes, and, and you may not be able to tell, it, but he is fucking jacked as hell, hell oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah he cuz he boxes on a regular basis just it's an insane diet that he goes through but it was, I was going to say
1: he's not young but he looks really good like mm-hmm. for his, like he looks really good like so he's put in that work dude
0: oh yeah he has and it's just one of the ways to stay um yeah. vigilant in Hollywood that's true yeah you got to you got to keep looking fresh i mean cuz i honestly
1: if i was going to be an actor i would like I would want his career, where you're not you're you're getting a steady flow of income, you're getting parts, but you're also not so famous that you're going to constantly have like TMZ all up on your ass and shit. Yeah, so kind it, of it, middle it, ground character actor that would be my shit. I would love that. Yeah, exactly. It's worth it. <laughs> I think I would lose my mind being. I th- that's why like I. When, like, famous people lose, like, when Britney Spears had her breakdown and all these other, you know, um, actors and and musicians that just, like, go insane, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I would (laughs) fucking go bonkers, too, if I could never go outside. Mm -hmm. I would lose my mind. So I totally get it. So I would never want to ever be that famous. I'm sure Tim Yoba would love to be that famous. He would just, like, stand outside and just let people take photos of him all day with a bang on his head.
0: I know it was so weird. Like it was a you know a couple of weeks ago when we did the minis. That was the first time I ever saw Tim, you know, without the bag. And, and I mean, it was kind oh, of. He, I don't yeah. think you
1: know how exclusive that is, by the way. So, like, literally, his own, his <laughs> own podcast co-hosts have never seen him
0: yeah yeah because yeah candace and eddie weren't on there but it was it was weird seeing it It was not quite what i expected but it was exactly what i expected complete with the bag and the occasional cat walking across
1: (laughs) yes yes he is an old man with cats and um i i was i was shocked that he wasn't more rotund to be honest, I I always imagine a guy with like you know pizza sauce stains on his white shirt, you know, uh,
0: or, or an Irishman doing a bad Italian accent. Yeah, I, yeah. I could have, I could have accepted that one. Yeah, yeah,
1: good old Tim. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man. So I do like I do this first act <laughs> of the movie. It's very mysterious, and and honestly, the director is the, a lot of the movies he's done. It kind of takes time. It's kind of that first act is a little bit of a slow burn because you're figuring out what the hell's going on there's all these moving parts you know and you got teddy that he's obviously hiding something and he's running away from something and then Mm -hmm. you have gerard butler's character who we find out later his name is um bob uh,
0: bob vidick vidick
1: which is Mm -hmm. such a like some guy thought of that name it just sounds like a badass guy
0: Yeah, it fits, and especially the fact that he doesn't have to do an accent for the role. He's just essentially playing a greasier version of himself. Yeah, he is. I mean, he
1: did kind of turn down the accent a little bit, because isn't he, like, what is he, Scottish?
0: Uh, Yeah, he's Scottish, but, you know, it's not as pronounced in this one as it is in other roles. yeah. Because, you know, an assassin can be from anywhere and hitman oh, yeah. or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like,
1: you know, and so he's a hitman, but he does this really good bit where he I don't think he actually shit himself. Maybe he's that, you know, on TikTok, there's like the fart spray prank that's very mm-hmm. popular. Maybe he just sprayed a little bit of that in his ass. And because mm-hmm. uh, the cops, he comes in drunkenly when the <laughs> when the troopers are looking at the car that uh, Teddy was in. And he comes in drunkenly and hits the car and he's trying to get arrested and he's pretending to be incredibly intoxicated, which he does a mm-hmm. great job of that because I'm, I'm pretty, he's Scottish. He's been yeah. intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with the territory. Yeah. And they throw him in a cell. And you know what? I I watched the like first half again mm-hmm. just now before we started. And I did notice, you notice how many times Vidic is trying to get to get at teddy because he's all drunk but he does try to lean toward going into a teddy cell and they're like yeah. nope 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 you got to go on the other side because they specifically mm-hmm. mention that they separate the intoxicated people from the mm-hmm. non-intoxicated people the sober people mm-hmm. uh just to avoid any major yeah. issues you know mm-hmm. which makes sense i would i think that's a good idea
0: mm-hmm. but you could tell that vidic was like god damn it <laughs> i did not <laughs> want to be on the other side but I'm considering how it worked out. He he played it cool, you know. He kept in character yes. or, until he had to, you know, mix it up, reveal who he was, and mm-hmm. that, that's that's it's a fun little uh,
1: meet and greet there where he's kind of just tracking because you see you see Teddy going. He's kind of pacing back and forth in his cell, and he's it's weird. They're both trying to. They both have an, a mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teddy's is to. Get the fuck – well, basically have enough time to where he can get away away from the people Mm -hmm. trying to kill him. And, of course, Vidic's is to kill Teddy. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I've never seen such a dedicated hitman. The the amount of work that Vidic has to do to Mm -hmm. get to
0: his mission – talk about a really bad day. (laughs) But, I mean, it seems like he is a respected individual in the industry. Oh yeah, yeah. Because of the certain code that he follows, and of course, dedication to the job.
1: Yeah, he has that. Um, it reminded me of that John Wick energy, where it's like I'm a hitman, but I also mm-hmm. I'm a professional. I, yeah. I, I, and he does. He, he. The movie points out a lot of things that eventually come to fruition, and one of them is that Teddy calls him a psychopath. And he's like, look, I'm not a psychopath. I'm a professional. Like, they was, like, disrespectful. <laughs> he's like, you'll know when you meet a psychopath. And uh we do meet one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do meet one very soon. Yeah. And Val is, like, she's sniffing around, man. Like, she knows there's something mm-hmm. fishy going on with these two cats. And, like, she eventually does learn that he's faking being um drunk because we have that – one of my favorite scenes I wanted to make sure we touched on – was because it's such a little bit, it's such a little small scene, <laughs> but with the really drunk guy that was in there right away. Oh. And he's like kind of a douchebag, college frat boy kind yeah. of dude. And he plays it so fucking well because yeah. I knew
0: guys like that. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that is exactly the way they would react. All right. Uh, before we even get to that, I just, you know, like when they're, you know, kind of getting to know each other, it's just, uh, I guess, um, this i guess kind of the space between the and like you know teddy's trying to you know be a badass and all not giving a fuck uh about his wife and his kids who are are involved in the situation as well but it's just no matter what he's doing it's just you know bob is staying cool to it he already knows that this has to happen nothing can change from the plan Mm -hmm. but teddy's just he's trying to reason with it it's almost going like going through the five stages of grief only it's just (laughs) he can't accept it (laughs) well it's
1: the fact and also the fact that you know Vidic, you know bob is fully aware and informed of who teddy is Mm -hmm. and in the crime business or whatever in the in the underground crime business teddy is known for being a con man that's like how he's made his money he knows things so people pay him and he tricks people into giving him money and and that's the reason why he's in the predicament that he's in as we learn yeah but it's kind of like it's the way i am when i've had to go to like a used car lot (laughs) i am so much like that i don't mm-hmm. smile i'm not here to be your fucking friend i'm here to see if i want this vehicle yeah. and if i don't want this vehicle and you're gonna give me some bullshit about like oh you can't leave and think about it or you won't be able to get this deal then i'm like all oh, right fuck you i'll go to the next place like that's how i act dude like they almost
0: think i'm in a bad mood but it's well, because t- i don't fucking trust you dude <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes that's the best way to go about something because yeah. what's gonna happen afterwards Exactly. I call their bluff, man, because it just
1: drives me insane. I fucking hate car salesmen. I'm sorry if you are one. I understand we all got to make our ends. We all got to hey, make our money. Hey, hey, my dad was one. You <laughs> take that back. I know they're out there and you know, it's a, it, it's a good way to make money. I mean, I honestly, I've even thought about that. Like what if I could do like a part-time selling some BMWs? Cause I know I could trick some rich cunts into buying a BMW, but, uh, I just I don't know if I can look at myself in the mirror, man. I just don't know if I could do it. But that is the energy that Bob gives off because he's like, I'm not going to you're not going to fucking trick me, dude, because he's constantly trying to he's Teddy's a talker, man. You know, he's a smooth motherfucker. He knows how to kind of manipulate. And it does work with Val like it totally works. He He manages to get her to trust him. <laughs>
0: I mean, honestly, watching it, it's just like there are times when I say, God damn it, I, I really want something good to happen. I want Teddy to I be know. the good guy. I guy. wanted him to come around, yes! too. I'm like, oh, maybe Val's the 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 trigger
1: to, like, him realizing, oh, I've been garbage my whole life. But no, he mm. <laughs> nope, sticks to not exactly who he is, and mm. I got to give him credit, you know? In that sense, like after watching the film, even though I was disappointed that he didn't have some sort of, we all want to see a character redeemed. Even though we didn't have that, I was like, well, he stuck to his guns. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, I got no. That's got to count towards something. <laughs> he's a fucking ass piece of shit, and and he was an asshole piece of shit in the beginning, and he's an asshole piece of shit in the end, and you gotta love it. But uh, yeah, that so that scene where. You get this frat guy. He finally wakes up from the top, like almost falls out, pretty much falls out, pukes. Yeah. He meant he goes, God damn it. What, what, what is
0: he drinking? Fire? Uh, uh, was it? I think Fireball. it was actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, Fireball's
0: fucking the bitch or whatever. Yeah. It could be worse. I mean, it's it's cinnamon. It tastes like candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Drinking Fireball,
1: which which really automatically you're like, okay, this guy's a frat guy, because that is like something you like people drink when they're in college or in their early 20s at a bar. That was the cheap fucking. And I I've had I'm not kidding. I I maybe had it twice Mm -hmm. because it had such a reputation for fucking you up and giving you a bad Mm -hmm. hangover because it's sweet. And honestly, anything with a lot of sugar is going to make you feel like shit the next morning. That's why oh, yeah. I lately, if I'm going to really go hard, I drink a lot of vodka because I wake mm-hmm. up the next morning and I really don't feel very bad.
0: Well, it, it's low calorie. I mean, you know, that too. I'm sexy. trying to
1: get, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to bring sexy back for the winter. I see I my sexy time is the winter time. I don't I don't fuck with the sun. So <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm from the people of the sun. They they did their work. They were out in the sun. Now it's time for us to enjoy some fucking shade, baby. All right. We,
0: oh, we're coming wow. up.
1: We're coming up now. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so he mentions the fireball. He throws up a little bit. He starts taking a piss. And right away Vidic is like annoyed by this dude. Mm-hmm. Just incredibly annoyed. But because he also has a plan. He knows what he wants to do. Cause they took this little device from him and he mentions it's like an insulin pump.
0: But it wasn't.
1: And it, but it wasn't. <laughs> and he ends up having a little argument and he's making fun of the college boy cuz he's like "Oh, cuz the college kid keeps going huh what huh which is honestly something a lot of young people do it's weird i don't yeah, know and- if they can't they can't think of a sentence <laughs> i don't
0: know what it is you know it could be just how you know they learn stuff and all and then of course you know as he's trying to insult you know Vidic right back but it, it it's just it's horrible it doesn't work and <laughs> yeah, he's like you know what? You're, 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 you're just fuck you,
1: man. <laughs> you can't even think of like an insult or nothing. You don't want you nothing. don't want none of this. Yeah, dude. It's so good. Oh, uh, he goes, Oh, because he said I think Vidic says something like I'm getting a suspicion that like you're
0: uh Yeah, that uh is your primary vocabulary.
1: Yeah, that the drunk guy goes, Well, I'm getting a fucking suspicion of fucking fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the one. And so then he set he sets off this timer, and all of a sudden smoke starts coming out of that little device that's mm-hmm. uh they just it's kind of just in like the desk of the main guy that's in the front, and I guess the operator guy. And mm-hmm. the smoke starts going off, it sets off the alarm, and right away Bob just beats the fuck out of this dude. Oh, and it is awesome. kind of the first fighting scene. Like we've had some punches thrown, but we haven't had a lot. That's the thing the the action really doesn't kick off until like almost toward the yeah towards last the, quarter of the movie <laughs> yeah exactly because it's kind of just a lot of walkie-talkie and like city talkie <laughs>
0: yeah but city it talkie. works and <laughs> then you get the, you get the intercuts with what actually you know got teddy to this point but it, yeah it, just, it leans it, on the writing for, mm-hmm. for
1: sure you're right yeah the writing saves the first part of the movie because it is mm-hmm. interesting and there's there's enough little quips in there to kind of make you chuckle and shit like that you know <laughs> I like it. I like they did a good job with that. Uh the mm-hmm. heat like, punches this dude in the fucking larynx, like right in the throat, and he I, collapses it, I think, right? And he's like Yeah, the sound
0: yeah, the sound work on that stuff was you oh, know pretty damn good. You feel and then it. It, yeah, and then of course when he gets to you know uh, uh, the chief, you know, with uh the smack with the baton and uh, that was oh man. Ooh.
1: You feel that shit. I thought he died. I was like, Oh shit, dude. Walking dead guy's dead. <laughs> he will die he'll never yeah. dance again <laughs> i hope you enjoy, i hope you enjoyed that that last burger could you imagine uh, like i wonder if people think about that like order like right when you're about to die if you're like what did i eat now nah, you probably aren't thinking about that <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> yeah you know i mean a lot of things go through you know your lost loves and all that puppy you got when you Ooh. were five all that wonderful stuff no i'm not thinking about That was a good burger. Can I have another one? You're Uh, like, oh, damn. I should have added bacon to it if I knew it was going to be my last burger. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) Can I go to a checkers now? Yeah, I want want Baconzilla. (laughs) Like, damn it. I didn't think I'd die eating a plant-based burger for my last meal. I don't know why. That just seems like the worst.
1: I know. It just seems like the (laughs) least American thing to do. I mean, I, I've been putting in more vegan meals into
0: my, into my diet. It's like, but I don't want to die
1: after that's my last meal.
0: Yeah. Also, I got to say, I mean, it was uh, something like Burger King with their impossible burgers. They're not bad. It's just they're drier than you know, like the actual uh, beef <laughs> yeah.
1: burgers. Yeah, you want to dry? You, you like Burger King? Do you want it drier? Well, then get our plant based Impossible Burger. Oh, yeah. And Enjoy. it's
0: actually it's actually worse than the regular burger too.
1: I know. Yeah. I I've honestly never had it. I've never had it. I I have not- vegan friends that have had it.
0: Yeah, you're not missing anything, honestly.
1: Yeah, because I've bought I've bought some uh, some vegan patties and um, pretty good. I've found some some that are pretty good. Uh, if you kind of cook them up the right way and uh and add, you got to add some shit to it. You can't just like eat it like that. You got to definitely dress it up a little bit. But you know, mm-hmm.
0: it's, not yeah. it's not bad. It's not bad. They come I a long the, way. Yeah, I believe the term it's whoring it up.
1: Yeah, you got to whore it up. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh wow this nutritional break has been brought to you by the <laughs> moustache podcast yo. yeah
1: we're sponsored by gardeen today
0: gardeen oh, burgers no. try
1: them today mm-hmm. um so then all of a sudden that's when we kind of start getting into well by the way i do like that scene where i think it's val is talking to the sarge and she's in his office and there's this whole little side story because we see, we meet uh, Huber, Hubert, Hubert, mm-hmm. Hubert, Officer Hubert, and he's the 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 big sweaty hairy
0: guy. Um,
1: he's got that hair that's like it's,
0: it's kind it's of long, it's, yeah, it's, it's black to the front, but the back it's kind of you know that's like uh, regret in so the front, yeah, it's like regret in the front and you know guilt in the back.
1: Yeah, it's like the kind of guy. He looks like the kind of guy that would like you know, rub his finger in his belly button while you're washing his rims, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's just skeevy. I know. I know. That that's what he looks like. He looks like he watches weird porn, like not good stuff. Like don't look at his computer kind of guy. Yeah, but, he started uh... Yeah,
0: he started off with you know some golden showers and scat play and then all of a sudden who yeah. large insertions.
1: Yes, things mm-hmm. things get worse and worse. And Right away, we see on his phone that someone sent him a photo of, like, all this weed, and they're like, where's our, you know, where's our stuff, Officer Mm -hmm. Hubert? You know, and he's like, oh, fuck. So he's obviously crooked, and he's been, I guess, paying dudes off, or... He definitely or, is in the mix, right, of some I, I think
0: it, it might have been more of a gambling situation that he blew through too much money, Ooh, honey, and right. they caught wind of uh, who he works for and thought, hey, this is a way you can pay us back. That's true. Honey, so.
1: Yeah, because I kept forgetting they're in Vegas because I kept feeling they were in New Mexico because that's, mm-hmm. that's the way everything yeah, looked. Yeah,
0: it looked like it, but no, it was they're an in offshoot Vegas. of
1: Vegas. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. offshoot town. Yeah, I that's mean, right.
0: Yeah, hence maybe it was at the casino that they uh, stopped that wedding at.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he owes some very dangerous. Obviously, the bottom line is he owes some very dangerous people a lot of money. So yes. he gets mm-hmm. he gets his little evidence bag and he works his way to the evidence, um, like little cage where they have all the shit. He starts packing in, you know, some some pounds of weed, but he does. I don't think he gets enough, but he gets a little bit. He's basically mm-hmm. skimming off the top. Yeah. And the Sarge mentions, like, I have all these inventory issues I'm trying to figure out because Val's trying to talk to him about Teddy and mm-hmm. what she thinks might be going on. And she's really trying to do her job and investigate yeah. what's going on. And he's like, I got these fucking inventory issues. And he's calling out for
0: Huber, like, loud as fuck. And she's like, you know, <laughs> you
1: have a phone. <laughs>
0: like, You can just call him. Uh, and it was the last time he yells for uh, Huber it's just like he, he's at just like regular audio you know, level where you know Val is actually in the office with it, yeah. and, and he's thinking that is Huber going to actually hear him from that voice <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing
1: man it's, it, it's just amazing he's just like mm-hmm. so angry and Huber's hiding and he goes to try to find him and he like he makes a call or something like that. He just tells him, like, look, this is all I was able to get. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm this is my job and my livelihood. Like, I'm, I'm trying my best here, blah, blah, blah. So he's got his own shit going on mm-hmm. and he's stressed out his shit. And then and we do find out, like, Teddy's been arrested 22 times and never has been convicted. So this guy is basically the slip, most slippery son of a bitch. He's a slip and slide of, 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 of criminals. You know, he just is able to always get away with it, which oh, explains that's... his cockiness.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we'll find out later why he's been able to get away for you know with it for so long.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, that whole thing goes off with the smoke and they the sergeant gets hit in the back of the head like a son of a bitch. Mm. And just chaos ensues they they're able to take the sergeant out and he's doing okay but he's pretty fucked up he busted his jaw Mm -hmm. and val shows how incredibly useful she is compared to everyone else because she's able to fix his jaw she sews up um uh, teddy's wound because he had like a a slight bullet wound and then she saves frat boy because (laughs) he can't breathe his entire windpipe is like fucking Just, yeah,
0: yeah, essentially she performs a tracheotomy on a frat guy, and which is where she that's the only time she's you know kind of the closest thing she falters throughout the movie, you know, that she's a little worried about, but you know, she handles it great, and her partner is just a dumbass, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Benya, yep, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry, when I get nervous, I keep talking.
1: Yeah, he's like he's freaking the fuck out, making little quips and shit. He's like being like Chandler. And <laughs> and so she's able to save him for the moment, unfortunately. It's mm. uh, could you imagine being saved but then being like, Well fuck Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Talk about a tough day. But yeah, so all that shit goes off. And then eventually she does get some information from Teddy, and he actually tells her, like, you know, his profession is he – because she mentions he's a con man, and he's like, oh, no, I'm not – or a fixer. And yeah,
0: fixer. No, no, I don't like that word.
1: Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm more – I'm a – I think he says he's high in um, – like, he's like a high-end consultant, as yeah. he calls himself. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, I give people what they want. I keep them happy. There you go.
1: Yep. And he mentions like the attorney general was recently murdered, mm-hmm. and uh, his name was Fenton, and they tried to buy him. They tried to buy him off, and that was Teddy's job was to get this guy to get to agree to get bought off. And this guy yeah. was just being a hard ass, so they killed mm-hmm. him. Then the feds offered him a deal in exchange for him to get people to turn, <laughs> and uh, he had to go really high up in the mix to 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 uh, turn some some people in and they didn't like that so they attempted to kill him they tried to blow up his car that, he somehow
0: survives <laughs> honestly that was a, a great explosion scene especially him just how he's reacting. <laughs> yeah. it looks
1: so fucking cool like mm-hmm. i just could not believe how well the the the, the all the fire pyrotechnics and shit the the those special effects are really really good in this movie, considering oh, yeah. that it's it's not an incredibly high budget film. You know, no,
0: it, like it could be considered like you know, a B move, movie. Yeah, I, th- I think it was done for like um, maybe around six or seven million. By today's standards, nothing. Yeah, exactly. So. Um then again, they also had six production companies you know uh, it's true, they
1: have yeah, they definitely had some a lot of support, yeah, this mm-hmm. is one of those movies where before it starts, you have to look through like six logos,
0: <laughs> yeah, what was that I think I counted seven total oh <laughs> well, you know that they went through one of them was um was it was uh, Gerard Butler's film company, and another one oh. was frank Rillo's uh, film company. I think uh Gerard was war party, which you know started with the Mexican music the mariachi music yeah and then uh grillo has g bass so uh, okay
1: okay mm-hmm. okay yeah you're right no it's actually even the budget was six million and it mm-hmm. made 6.8 in the box office yeah but so, uh,
0: yeah so it didn't exactly break even but yeah uh, you just could have close enough for more
1: and i'm sure you know i think everyone got paid they probably have made some money you mm-hmm. know in the rentals i, I you know i think I still trip out, man. There's a my local grocery store is called HEB, and -hmm. they have a a red box on the outside, and I still Mm -hmm. trip out that I see people getting physical copies of movies from a machine, and I I can't believe it. I'm like, holy shit, y'all really? Maybe they just like the the feel because you know there's no blockbusters anymore, but maybe they like Mm -hmm. the feeling of going Mm -hmm. to a physical location and getting a little dvd or blu-ray or whatever
0: well i mean it was it's like the case of you know like uh there's a dollar tree near my um, near my house and you know they still have movies and blu-rays there for like a yeah. buck 25 a piece and then occasionally i'll order you know movies you know yeah. through the mail but outside of that yeah i mean yeah yeah
1: i've i just had to get the punisher recently because uh the 1980 whatever one with dolph lundgren uh, mm-hmm um, I just, I didn't, I know that there was a copy on, there's a copy of it on YouTube, but I was like, I want to see like a, a decent version. It's like, it was like seven bucks on yeah, Amazon. For, so you but, can't argue with it. So. A shit. Um, but it's just like, it's going to be hilarious. I'm going to own Dolph Lundgren's Punisher and I'm probably never going to watch it again, but that's just the way it goes
0: when you're in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude, I own three. I own all three versions of the Punisher, uh, you know, Thomas Jane, Ray Stevenson and Dolph Lundgren. You know what? Yeah. I haven't watched any of them. <laughs>
1: Dude, the Ray Stevenson Punisher Warzone movie is one of my favorite superhero movies, even though he's not really a superhero. But, like, it's yeah, one he, of my favorite comic book type movies.
0: Yeah, he was the best guy to actually play oh the God. Punisher because physically he just fit it in yes. there. But it's just like remembering what the source material came off of you know, for that Punisher. You know, I enjoyed it. But stuff like um, the was it parkour sequence (laughs) yeah Yeah, because was it uh was you know was it the head guy of the parkour gang you know i remember his character from the comic books and he's a total psychotic badass he isn't a fucking free runner oh no shit that's hilarious they mix it up and also jigsaw in the comic books didn't end up marrying a 16 year old so
1: oh yeah 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 uh, yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean it's
0: definitely in its
1: time because what was big at that time was the free runner parkour bullshit. So yeah. It's like you could tell like that was some studio notes, like "Hey, working a parkour guy." <laughs> but the way that one guy dies when he just shoots like a rocket launcher—yeah, that—that the that
0: was the main guy. That, I mean, honestly, you know, it was stupid, but it, it did work. <laughs>
1: I was like, bravo movie. Bravo.
0: <laughs> and also you got to see Newman get killed in it, too. Oh yes, I need. everyone mm-hmm. loves it.
1: I mean, just the last time I'd got to see him get killed was by a bunch of little tiny dinosaurs. So <laughs> I couldn't wait to see that fucker get killed again. Oh man. It's always fun. But anyway, back to back to the movie. We mm-hmm. we got a lot of back and forth going on here. I mean, let's get to the thick of it. Let's get to the good part. Let's get to Anthony Lamb coming in uh, oh, with remember- a bunch of balloons.
0: but remember, he's going by the more friendly version of Tony now.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, (laughs) he reminds (laughs) because he comes in and he makes quite the impression Mm because it just happens that the the comptroller cop that's looking through all the the different associates that are like Mm -hmm. have been associated with, uh, I think Vidic and his face pops up and he's looking right at his mugshot Mm -hmm. and then Tony comes in and he's like, "Hey, this guy looks just like you, man." And he's like, "Oh, really? Let me see." And he's and he's putting on this accent, like he's from like it's kind of like Louisiana, Georgia, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, down Texas, south. but it's down south.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, we can ask Chef Robbie about that. i He loves people putting on accents. Yes, all I know. Is,
1: <laughs> you know, I do plenty, so I'm sure it annoys the shit out of him. <laughs> And
0: he comes through, and he goes.
1: Oh yeah, he does look a little like me. And he just like, shoots and, and that and dude he, right in the
0: head. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's he's got a small automatic here, but he he just makes it work so effectively. Now, oh. hold on hold on, there you go, there you go. No, and then he just. He falls right into the glass table yeah that whole it was it kind
1: of reminded me of uh in tombstone when when doc holiday shoots mm-hmm. uh ringo in the fore in the forehead yeah, and he's yeah, like he, he, what do to do son where you go
0: <laughs> come on boy where, you, come on yeah, yeah you ain't no daisy <laughs> you ain't no daisy at all <laughs>
1: Uh, I love that whole talking to someone yeah. while they're like, <laughs> like they're like in, in death Their whole life is flashing before their eyes. Cause he does mention he's like, I wonder what's going on in the head of yours <laughs> while he's like dying. <laughs> so fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, and and uh, then it's, oh man, he's so good, dude. Yeah. And then of course the EMT's coming, and because they're there Finally for the guy with there. the, you know, trait, and then Lamb. Wait, what happened here? Well, you know, he fell through the table. Well, to you know, to clarify, I shot him in the head, and then he <laughs> fell through the table, and then he shoots <laughs> him. Yeah, they, like right away, just pop, pop. Like, man, he's so good. Like,
1: he kills four or five people in the span of like a minute
0: and a half or something. Oh, yeah. Like, and, he just and kills. Yeah, and then of course, when he goes to the computer, goes, well, will you look at that? <laughs> you know, I yes. just shot you, and your blood just yeah. You know, in on your on the head there. Well, wow, what are the odds? I gotta go play the Powerball. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Because on second watch, mm-hmm. I it does show and like right when he shoots the dude in the head, mm-hmm. it does show the blood just splat right in the middle of his forehead on the mm-hmm. mugshot on his computer screen. And I was like, oh, so they showed it right away. But then he mm-hmm. notices it later, and he's like, oh, would you like that? Yeah, <laughs> I love that shit. He's like having a jolly good time. Like he he's the psychopath that Bob was telling Teddy about. Like there are some psychopaths out there and you will know when you find them, dude.
0: Oh yeah, especially you find out a little later how much of a psychopath oh, yeah. he really is, he is and it broken. it's just great. <laughs> he is
1: broken. He got dropped on his head as a child and just never looked back. This guy is insane. Yep. And he I love the banter like you mentioned where he's telling he's telling uh, uh bob like yo man because they know each other they're both hitmen you know mm-hmm. but they're very different kinds of of hitmen and bob keeps calling him anthony and he's like i go by tony now like, he's getting like more and more mad he's like stop mm-hmm. calling me anthony yeah. and they go back and forth because he doesn't want tony to or i call him lamb mostly but he doesn't mm-hmm. want tony to, to kill he wants to take, he wants to get the job done. Cause I guess it's a pay thing. Like you got to claim the body or something. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to be able to take care of, of Teddy, Mm -hmm. but you know, Tony's on a mission and Mm -hmm. he's already, we found out later, he's already killed uh, Teddy's ex-wife and his kid and Mm -hmm. they are gone. Yeah. We find out that there's a whole other thing. Once again, these movies, there's all these moving parts. We find out that this detective that's been on the case that we saw on the TV at some point is Mm -hmm. actually involved with whatever kind of shit is going on, some kind of Mm -hmm. drug ring or crime syndicate or something, Mm -hmm. but she's crooked and she's actually uh, getting rid of the bodies. Cause we find out that Teddy was actually supposed to get taken to, if uh, he was supposed to get dropped off somewhere to like give off, like give up some information and stuff.
0: Yeah, a couple of dirty cops ended up picking him up. However, the feds were tailing him at the time. It's so a huge firefight. Gunfight, yeah. And that's how Teddy got shot. Uh, yeah, there. he just got
1: kind of winged. So that's why he's mm-hmm. not dying in the beginning, but he's just bleeding because he got kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the bullet didn't enter his body. Yeah. But um, yeah, that whole gunfight is insane, and the they, they pretty much all kill each other. And the we see the detective is disposing of those bodies, like basically just erasing it because they send they send some cops out there after Teddy tells Val and what happened, no- and there's nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she
0: is in on it, bad. Mm-hmm. You now, and then of course we got going back to uh, the thing between Lamb and you know, Bob. I, essentially, you know was Bob's trying to make a deal so he could take down Teddy, but that's not gonna happen. And so, so yeah. are we going to do it uh, So, Bob, are we going to do it to the death? And then, of course, Bob is just shaking his head. All right. Yep. <laughs> and then and that's when he proceeds to uh, say, I just drew a penis. Oh, uh, I just drew a dick. Things just got weird. And <laughs> yeah. then he just, just kind of starts doing the cat um, uh, thing on the window there. <sighs> yes. <sighs> Yes,
1: at- he is basically kind of like the Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does like Joker shit, like mm-hmm. randomly singing songs. He sings, mm-hmm. uh, this Curtis Mayfield song yeah, called Freddy's was- Dead," but he puts uh- he says Teddy's Dead.
0: Mm-hmm. And he it's puts so in some good. of his own lyrics. And he say, and then of course, Bob's got to say, "Well, he does have a lovely voice." Yeah, so <laughs> you know,
1: carry a note at least. And uh, th- while all that's going on, when 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 Lamb is coming through. Val is trying to get through and she changes she's smart enough I think she was worried like oh there's other officers he could make could force put a gun to their head and force them Mm -hmm. to put in the code that they know or something and so she changes the password just in time while he's shooting through a lot of bulletproof glass but it's gonna break eventually because he has this like rowdy ass automatic weapon that's just like shooting bullets like crazy and she manages to change it. She turns around and shoots toward him, but it ricocheted against the bulletproof glass, and it she shot herself in the abdomen. But she's able to get in, and that's when that whole thing goes back and forth. But so she mm-hmm. so, so now Valerie is bleeding, and she's bleeding out pretty quickly. So she's like trying to survive as long as she can, and eventually Teddy actually they're both it's because you got Teddy in one cell, and then you got. You got uh, Bob in the other cell and they're mm-hmm. both trying to convince her to give them her keys. And so that way they can save her. Like they can go take care of lamb, go. She finds out who uh, H- H- Hubert, Hubert, whatever the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say Hubert. Uh <laughs> He does look like Hubert, actually. You know, I mean, the head at the very least, he does. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very round. Mm-hmm. And she finds out he's crooked as shit. And he... Uh, He's basically now working with Lamb. He ended up. He ended up while all the commotion was going on. He took advantage of the moment and shot the Sarge. Rest in peace, Sarge. Yeah. And he kills the frat boy. Eh, who cares? And-, <laughs> <laughs> and he took advantage of the moment. So now he's working with Lamb. He also like. I guess because now he's working with Lamb, he does make a call or something. He's like, I was supposed to call you or something like that. And I guess he's maybe calling the detective or something. They don't really no, say he's on the other line.
0: A, that actually happened just before Lamb showed up. He was actually talking oh. to Lamb and to just confirm that, you know, Teddy was in the okay. you know, spell there. So, yeah, so he, he was
1: in on it in the first place.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the contract oh, is man. still open, and that's why, you know, Lamb's there to collect on it
1: yes and so after that eventually you know val she just for some reason felt like she could trust teddy because he's Mm. good at what he does and she gives him the keys gets out he guarantees her that he's gonna go take care of lamb and get Mm. her the supplies she needs in order to patch herself up Mm -hmm. and so he takes off and there's like this cool whole sequence where he's trying to get um at teddy because right now what's going on i mean he's trying to get at lamb and right now what's going on is lamb is having uh hubert fucking try to uh sledgehammer his way (laughs) through a wall yeah solid foot of concrete it would have taken them hours to get through that shit especially with you know hubert is there's that whole part where he's like telling him man because hubert's like yo dude like why am i the can't we take turns why am i the only one trying to slam through this fucking wall and he's like, well, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but you could use some physical activity. <laughs> he, said, he says something about... Um,
0: oh, don't he, you want to look... Don't you want to look like Chris Hemsworth one, <laughs> just one time? Don't want to be <laughs> sliding on your wife? Uh, look! <laughs> yes, it's so good. And he,
1: so he tells him, just to keep on doing it. So he keeps on working, but then Teddy comes through, shoots at him, and they run away. I think maybe he gets one shot in on Lamb. Mm-hmm. And... And it goes back to the cell area where, you know, basically Bob is trying to convince Val, like, look, he's not going to, he's not going to come through. I'm telling you, I know this guy, he's full of shit. And she, he does notice she has a ring on. He's like, think about your family. Think about your husband. And that works. So she ends up, uh, letting him out or she she lets him out right is that what happens
0: well, uh, originally was uh, he was supposed to still be you know uh, essentially uh, cuffed to the you know to the sidewall of the oh, he the had cell. Already uncuffed oh himself. He, yeah he already did that a long time ago and he, and then he said you know he did it just to see how she would react that's right that's, so yeah that's when you know she ended up giving him the keys to get out
1: yeah because she's realizing oh he's like he has integrity even though he's a criminal he actually has he, some integrity.
0: He's a, he's a good criminal.
1: Yeah. He's a professional criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he there, you gotta have, you gotta draw some lines, even if you're mm-hmm. a criminal. Cause if not, you're, you're just a monster person. And nobody yeah, likes that.
0: Modicum respected.
1: Yes. And so she lets him out and there's this whole thing going on inside the, sh- the showers. Uh, Lamb is really smart. He like, he shuts off all the lights mm-hmm. um, in that area he puts on the hot shower, so it's all foggy and steamy and shit. So you know, he's like, he even tells Teddy, "Oh, you're seeing shadows, huh?" Because <laughs> he's like shooting <laughs> in the middle, and he's he's really good. Like he's because it's echoey inside a shower, all the tile mm-hmm. and shit. And they really, I love that the movie utilized that as a way of him kind of fucking with Teddy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. I, I like that. It's 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 creepy. It's mm-hmm. tense. It's awesome, and Teddy has his hair down, so he looks like full Jesus looking. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. He he looks like he should be in one of Robert Rodriguez's mariachi movies, you know, yeah, like at Mariachi is, or some shit.
0: It's almost like a super mullet, but it, it kind of goes past the mullet, and yeah, know, it's, it's very Antonio Banderas and Desperado. Yeah, uh, okay, that. That would be a better description of it, actually. Yeah, he looks just like that. He looks like a stunt yeah. double, yeah. but he's going by the more appropriate name of Tony Bandero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Antonio, Tony. You're
1: gonna love it. And so he uh he eventually he's I think he's he's Hubert's able to get out, mm-hmm. and which makes sense. It's his precinct. He could probably kind of knows where <laughs> to hide and shit. He, you know, he knows all the little crevices and nooks and crannies of the place he's able to get out but then he's met by bob and bob oh. just fucks him up oh man
0: yeah it was a he beats the shit out of them and then he shoots him in the legs preceded by you know hitting him with a taser and then using mace on the open wounds several times it's so
1: good mm-hmm. it's so good you you just feel so much you're like yes this is exactly what i wanted <laughs> Oh my God! So the move, the yeah, this we're in the we're in the last part of the film. There's a lot of chaos going on, a lot of gunshots. We got this little kind of cat and mouse thing going on between Teddy and Lamb. And what Lamb didn't expect was Bob to be out and about, Mm -hmm. and uh, that kind of fucks him over because he sends out poor. (laughs) I don't want to say. Poor Hubert, but he's fucked up. He <laughs> yeah. just sends him out and Lamb shoots him dead because he didn't know he thought it was. He was like he just mm-hmm. saw a warm body was like, fuck it. I'm going to shoot that guy. And he's yeah, like, oh, I- Hubert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shot Hubert. Oops. And, and then, of course, Bob comes out and just lays waste to Lamb. Yes, cuz he's mm-hmm. like the joke like
1: that's one thing I love about classic Joker is mm-hmm. it's not about his physical presence. It's about his mind games and his his trickery and using weapons and stuff like that, but whenever Batman actually physically would get in contact with him, he would destroy him every time. Cuz that's mm-hmm. not his that's not his that's not the advantage that he has. And so it's very similar in that sense where he just Fox up lamb immediately and of course gerard butler is still so good at doing action even Mm -hmm. being like a bigger guy now Mm -hmm. and older like he's still so fun to see beat the shit out of people i don't know what it is he's 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 one of my favorite action like he's one of the Mm -hmm. and he's honestly one of the last kind of like action
0: hero guys you know there was we're running out yeah well stallone and schwarzenegger don't really do it anymore no i mean stallone's
1: trying so salone's trying but yeah Mm -hmm. it's just not this they don't have this i feel like more production has to go into them looking like they're beating people's asses but Gerard butler Mm -hmm. still has that physical presence where you feel like if you ran into him he could actually beat
0: the shit out of you in real life Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and and then of course you know was it with lamb pulling out that knife and he just sticking it right into the hand and it's just oh (laughs) oh tony (laughs) yeah oh
1: really (laughs) and the fact he drag he pushes the knife with the knife stone in his hand he pushes Mm -hmm. it toward lamb's neck and slices Mm -hmm. part of his like jugular Mm -hmm. and he starts bleeding the shit out as a spitting blood it's Mm -hmm. maybe the goriest scene in the movie i want to say because there's not a whole bunch of gore there's a lot of good squib work and Mm -hmm. it's a lot honestly a lot of really good practical effects
0: yeah um yeah that was probably the most graphic out of the scenes. Yeah, uh, but then afterwards he just pulls the knife out yeah yeah that hurts <laughs> yeah he's like now it
1: hurts like my <laughs> adrenaline's going down and, uh, and so then he runs into Teddy who's been just kind of walking around aimlessly trying to find what's going on and he tells he's trying to be a gentleman you know mm-hmm. this is this is where we realize oh shit Bob was right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because he tells he tells Teddy like, Hey, how about a parlay? That means Mm. we'll cease fire. You can get your (laughs) revenge on lamb because he killed your family. Mm -hmm. And then we can continue on with this fight. And like, he's like trying to tell them this and right away, Teddy just shoots him twice in the
0: chest. But yeah, but it also just shows how kind of stupid Teddy is, even though he's got the street smarts and, you know, he's ability as a con artist to talk to people. You just realize like the concept of deja vu from earlier and then not knowing what parlay, was yeah he didn't know what parlay was yeah especially with the pirates of the caribbean movies you could have watched that and found out
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like uh it's he is someone that he's not well what the movie shows is he's he's uh, what do you call he's just not a professional and he's Mm -hmm. not a distinct distinguished kind of guy he's sort of a piece of trash
0: (laughs) Yeah, he really is. I mean, you know, he's a smooth piece of trash. He's a smooth piece a, of trash. Yeah, but a piece of trash nonetheless. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And he eventually he does go and he just shoots the shit out of out of Lamb. He just finishes him off. But before he kills, I mean, does mention like the water. What wow, I'm in water because he he tells because while they're in the shower scene and he's tr- and Teddy's trying to find him, he's mm-hmm. talking to Teddy and he tells him like you know I I let the, I let your ex wife and your kid you know threw him down in the water and he says something about like you know
0: the water cools it all yeah like when you
1: know it's good if you're dying to to find water like i think it's like he feels like i think
0: it's his um what do you call it your uh Uh, all right i keep saying fetish but no it's kind of it's a little like a almost a psychological tick or it's just something that you gravitate towards because i'm yeah. guessing something traumatic happened with him and water in his younger years yeah it's his yeah.
1: uh modus operandi yes like i mm-hmm. think he likes to kill people and then have them mm-hmm. go into water like he feels like he has to do that to complete the cycle of their life you know and mm-hmm. it feels good to him and so he's in the shower getting covered in water and he's like mm-hmm. oh Now I'm going to die in the water. So, like, Mm -hmm. I got to die the way I like to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, it was like, I understand he needed to die. But at the same time, I was like, damn, I really, I really could see an entire movie with this character in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. He's so good. Toby Huss needs to be given more parts like this. Mm -hmm. Like, he, a lot of times, he always does play kind of a weird person because he just Mm -hmm. looks weird. He's like the kind of guy, like, you wouldn't want him talking to you at a gas station or making small talk in an elevator. Cause he just automatically makes you feel like he's going to do something creepy. Yeah. You know, you just got creeper face and then you add the mustache that he has in this movie, which looks fantastic, but God, he looks so creepy. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like I have you wanna... candy handy in a van kind of guy.
0: Yeah. Almost like, yeah. Like a pedo. Mm-hmm.
1: Mad pedo vibes. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> even though most pedos, uh, don't look like that we just feel like they all look like that uh, some of the worst pedos out there just look like regular people unfortunately it's very sad but yeah. <laughs> i wish they <laughs> but you know what after they get caught they should be forced to grow a mustache
0: <laughs> so wait you want to put a shock collar on the face so that if they don't grow the mustache they get shocked you know by yes their
1: lip? they gotta keep the mustache you gotta if you're mm-hmm. gonna be a creepy piece of shit you need to look creepy at all times so nobody wants to talk to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not to say, you know, mustaches are creepy, but let's face it. That's the reason I don't ever go full mustache. I got to admit, there's just something about my face. I just look like a creeper, you know, and I do. Yeah,
0: I, you know, I understand. At least I'm self-aware. Well, this is what you built your legacy on, a movie show about mustaches. I got to honor those that are
1: able to do it the right way you know, I can't do it. So mm-hmm. I'm here to honor those that can, you know, if you think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's what I always tell people. Cause I have, I, when I'm out in the wild mm. and I tell some drunk guy at a bar about the podcast, I was like, well, you don't even have a mustache. I'm like, I know that's, Oh God, that's <laughs> <laughs> trying to honor people with mustache. It's not so much that I have a mustache. Like I obviously, I have done it before. I have actually, mm-hmm. I think in California, like, when the the pandy hit and i was bored as shit i wasn't going out i did sport just the mustache and my ex-girlfriend was not a fan
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, she said i look like Ra- <laughs> she said i look like Raúl julia from the adams family oh come on that's the best kind of pedo you would have been an <laughs> acting kind of pedo <laughs>
1: yeah 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 oh my god i have a picture somewhere of it it looks hilarious mm-hmm. anyway so we so lamb dies it sucks he's gone and uh, we're figuring bob is gone right and he goes out and he, teddy is such a piece of shit man he starts lighting the precinct on fire he doesn't go and help val out he just leaves He he's figuring she's still in the cell mm-hmm. and he goes and he starts eating like a, a wrap you know like a, a little wrap of like some lettuce and all kinds of shit it looks like a healthy wrap and val all of a sudden is like tastes pretty good huh <laughs> He's like, <"What> the fuck? <laughs> i love that dude that is some very tarantino-esque shit it reminds me of something he would do to have mm-hmm. the character watching the person and commenting on it in a very like informal comedic way yeah she's like yeah that's uh, uh would she say tofu or something like no, that? It, no was, um, it was jack fruit. Fruit.
0: It, it, you know Jack you think fruit. it tastes like chicken, but no, nope.
1: it's not. I've had that before, and it is very good mm. uh Jackfruit's very underrated um it, the only problem with jackfruit is it's it's big, like it's <laughs> it's, like, it's like a whole thing it's like a, when you when you buy a jackfruit, you're making a decision because this motherfucker is gonna take up like twenty five percent of your fridge
0: um
1: and so uh, so she's like telling him like yo, where the fuck were you like you you, you didn't come and help me or nothing because you, you can see all this stuff on the side. So she's mm-hmm. like.
0: So she pulled out that bullet. Yeah. You know, she yep. sewed herself up, you know, once again, you know, resourceful and stuff. You know, because you also, you know, find out earlier when she was doing the tracheotomy that she actually did you know, military service as well as a medic. Uh, yes. So.
1: Yeah. So she like knows her shit and. <laughs> she mentions that she just took an adrenaline shot so she's feeling a little frisky, you know. Like she's feeling <laughs> a little rambunctious. And she's so fucking cool in this in this scene because She's got him like and he's still like first for the for the he's still denying it. And he's like, oh, well, I want I just wanted to he's like, oh, so you were going to eat a rat before you came to help me knowing I was bleeding out, you stupid (laughs) son of a bitch. And and so then he's finally just quiet for once. And he's like, oh, shit, I need to do something. And I Mm -hmm. love it when she mentioned she put out this this very specific code out. Where basically it's a high emergency Red alert situation mm-hmm. and I think like every cop from like a 20 mile Radius is heading straight To the precinct
0: and they got about 10 minutes before yes. they show up So shit so- is about to pop off Bitch
1: and then mm-hmm. Teddy does this shit Cause he has a he grabbed a couple Of uh, like little, little Fuel jugs that you Use like mm-hmm. you know when you get at the gas station When you run out of fuel or what you know Homeless people use to get money um, <laughs> And <laughs> Like, I uh, just need. He just walk around with this. Like, I need money to fill this up. I'm like, for real, dude. Like, <laughs> you have no teeth. Uh, and <laughs> well, the like,
0: teeth are in the gas tank. He was trying to suck it out.
1: Yeah, if you need money for drugs, just be honest to me, please. Jesus Christ. Are so you give me money then. <laughs> no, <At laughs> no, but, but be honest. <laughs> hmm <laughs> And so he he kicks it, shoots it. Because he literally is cornered, and she's got her gun out. Like, she's ready to fucking blow him away. And so he shoots it, kicks it, it blows up. He Mm -hmm. starts running. She starts shooting at him. He gets up the stairs. He's shooting at her. And
0: he's got, he's got—he's
1: you know, classic Star Wars uh, situation. He's got the higher ground.
0: (laughs) I was worried for her. And, and, I mean, they were shooting the hell at each other, destroying, you know, uh, various parts of the station and stuff. Everything's setting on fire now. Now, and then of course you know i think he has the was a, he's right next to you know uh their like armory the, yes exactly so he pulls out some guns from the air and you know, he yeah. tries shooting but he misses and it's just back and forth for like it's the next well yeah. shot action scene and I, what mm-hmm. i like
1: about it is there's a lot there's there's cuts but it's not so cut up that you can't follow where they're at because mm-hmm. one thing i hate about gunfights especially one-on-one gunfights is there's so many cuts you you lose the space of the room and you just don't know where everyone is at and i like that you get a good feel for there's a lot plenty of wide shots where you can Mm -hmm. understand how the precinct is laid out and so you feel very kind of locked in Mm -hmm. and you can feel the because it's a tight space it's not a big precinct because they're a small town so they don't have Mm -hmm. like this big ass like what we Mm -hmm. have in san antonio where it's just like a fucking huge as hell and there's long long hallways and shit like this is a tight little spot and she manages to to uh break the glass to go into sarge's office because she remembers that Mm -hmm. uh he in the beginning there's a lot of little things that the movie shows you in the beginning and that come into play and one of Mm -hmm. them is sarge Uh yeah and it's the his daughter a
0: gun yeah the roach coach gun
1: for her 21st birthday for her um, 21st birthday is getting his his daughter a freaking gun mm-hmm. and she's like oh thank you sarge and she <laughs> she loads it up and she manages to to plug a couple of shots in a teddy just before because he's trying to run away he tries to mm-hmm. shoot at her and he misses and he realizes oh i'm fucked mm-hmm. she gets a couple of shots in on him he falls out she falls out at um uh, at some point. The whole place is on fire and the sprinklers are going off. It's a fucking disaster, shit. She's also still bleeding from her gunshot wound. She's patched it up, but it's like she's been
0: moving around and she takes a fall. Yeah, so, so she's torn up and so. Uh, she, and once again, the sound work for the movie comes into great effect, especially like when she's jumping off, you know, the second floor and hitting those, you know, file cabinet. Oh and yeah, thud you feel that the impact.
1: Pay, yeah, you really feel it. it mm-hmm. The weight of it all is there. And luckily it, it honestly, as much as it hurt, it put her on the ground and she was able to see under Benya's uh desk mm-hmm. that they had been playing a little like a little gun game, like kind of like, you know, the, the quick draw type mm-hmm. game. And he had dropped a bunch of his bullets and he didn't you I on the second watch, I noticed mm-hmm. that he didn't pick up one of them because mm-hmm. uh, it went a little bit closer under his cabinet, his filing cabinet, he just didn't see it. And so she sees it, and she's like, "Oh, thank you, ben. Yeah. So it's like she's like, it's like they all kind of helped her without knowing they were gonna help her. Yeah, <laughs> she, it's it's about the friend she made along the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's you gotta. You, she's a very resourceful person. I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. She kind of keeps in mind of like, cause she's definitely dealing with not as much ammo because this, you know, Teddy's keeps getting he. Once he went to the armory, he has like a freaking automatic, like an AK forty seven type weapon. Yeah, and so she puts that one bullet in. And Teddy's trying to run out because he's been shot. And he's like, you know, at this point, I'm just going to try to get away and get into a car. And she just points it at him. And she mentions, like, something that she mentioned earlier in the movie when she was talking to Teddy about a guy that she dated and her mom disapproved of him. And her mom described him as, like, he's just a day away from the devil or something mm-hmm. like that. It was something never, about the oh, devil. Wait,
0: no, Never more than a day ahead of the devil.
1: There you go. Never mm-hmm. more than a day ahead of the devil. And she says that to him. Like, you're, you've never, you know – that uh, you've always been just a day ahead of the devil, but today's your day. You know mm-hmm. you're in hell now because it's all fire everywhere. It's very yeah. atmospheric. <laughs> it's so good. It's so classic. And she just she points that one shot out and she's rolling the she's rolling the 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 thingy. What do you
0: call mm-hmm. it? The revolver thing. The yeah, barrel. The, the, yeah, the cylinder.
1: The cylinder. And she's mm-hmm. rolling it and she flips it in and she lands it right with the with the bullet ready to go mm-hmm. and shoots him in the back. And he's like fucking bleeding out and she comes up to him and then all of, out of nowhere, she gets fucking blasted in the chest. Yeah. Luckily shot in the chest because she had a mm-hmm. bulletproof vest on, mm-hmm. but still that impact. I got it. It's got to oh, hurt. Like yeah. All your air, whatever mm-hmm. air you have in your body is gone now. Mm-hmm. And it's that fucking detective, man. She kind of reminds me of, uh, what's your name? Um, from uh the suicide squad shit she plays oh the, yeah
0: uh, was it uh viola davis
1: yeah she has that viola mm-hmm. davis energy like she just looks like a fucking killer like mm-hmm. she like there's nothing behind the eyes <laughs> <laughs> i think that when they got when they were looking for that part i think mm-hmm. they were going for like we need that viola davis like dead behind the eyes like just ruthless mm-hmm. you know and so she shoots her in the chest and she's like i'm so sorry i have to kill you but you know too much you shouldn't have sniffed around and now it's time for you to die And of course, Bob's got to come back. Bob comes back from the dead. (laughs) I was like, maybe he was wearing a bulletproof vest, but no, he's just shot, right? Like, I don't know if he's wearing a bulletproof vest. He just got shot, but they were Mm -hmm. body hits, like flesh wounds. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't hit He didn't hit any major organs, I guess. And so he comes in, he shoots the detective, blows her away, goes up to Teddy, who's still alive because he was trying to, like, basically Mm -hmm. plead for his life. And he just, he has a fucking he's like a yeah. shotgun mm-hmm. right and he just fucking sh- I, I would imagine if they had it, shown it it would have just been oatmeal brains. yeah that's pretty much it, what it was <laughs> as, um yeah <laughs> i know i think it was one of those you know what in this universe people can come back from being shot i want to make sure this guy's dead oh yeah
0: absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i want to i want to turn mm-hmm. this guy into soup and mm-hmm. so he destroys teddy teddy's gone now bye-bye teddy teddy's dead Teddy's dead. And that's <laughs> kind of like Zed's dead. Teddy's yeah. uh, dead. And so he tells uh, Bob, he tells Val like just let it go. Just like cuz she's like what's in the bag? <laughs> cuz he has so the whole time there's like this um there's this bag, this like baby powder blue bag. Yep. And that has a laptop in it and some other stuff. And I guess that has the information that Teddy was holding on to. That's what I'm guessing
0: yeah it, it's never stated the in the movie itself, oh, but yeah that's what he had at the beginning of the movie so it probably was you know that important info that he was going to trade for so yes well, not anymore.
1: trying to kill him for but now yeah now bob has it mm-hmm. and val was asking about it. he's like just let it go like mm-hmm. this isn't worth it you're almost you know you almost died several times throughout this yeah. entire sequence
0: yeah <laughs> and, and then he says you know val just go home yeah just go
1: home go home your family you're alive everyone all your friends are dead now so mm-hmm. you know
0: just yeah, but still yeah. Go home. yeah but then you just realize as he's about to leave he just you know he just looks at her he says yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he knows something's he knows she's gonna continue with it yeah but all, yeah also in the case here was a bob has an additional bag with him
1: that's right he does mm-hmm. he got himself because uh, he makes a call just to, to, to let his boss know that, that it's been taken care of and he like makes it seem like it was like any other day he's like oh yeah mm-hmm. take an easy cheesy living squeezy mm-hmm. and he's like oh until uh the guy that i forget the name but it's the guy that hired lamb to go and kill teddy he's mm-hmm. like let him know that i got a little piece of lamb with me <laughs> or something <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah he, he collected lamb <laughs> yeah. put him in a bag uh, oh it's so good and then yeah he was he his intuition was right because you have they have uh val in the ambulance they have patched her up and they're giving her iv and she tells him pull over this fucking ambulance she drops the 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 eit hey. workers out mm-hmm. and she's she commandeers the vehicle and she's heading after she's heading after good old bob and they both turn on the radio, and what's playing? Curtis Mayfield's Freddy's Dead. Oh, yeah. It's a good song, too. It's yeah, from it Superfly, will. which we have covered mm-hmm. on the show.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, with Robbie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> who we've mentioned in this, in this episode. Yeah. A couple of times. You know, yeah. Magnificent hair. You know, great beard. Yeah. Great good beard. Good work, ethic, and a cook.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so did yes so did a uh, priest in Superfly. He also had great hair. So yeah, I'm right, and it's a, it's a common uh, theme in this episode. <laughs> Everyone else has great hair. It, it, it's the, that's the theme of this episode. So he gets away and like and she's going after him. It's a little back and forth, and then it's just uh, back to it's the cop shop, they show it, and it's the end of in credits. It's just mm-hmm. kind of ends with it still
0: going. <laughs>
1: Yeah, with the music going
0: on, and then they just you know you know fade out from you know Freddy's dead to just some generic end music. But otherwise, yep, that's the end of the movie. That's Mm -hmm. the end of the movie.
1: Quite a quite a journey we went on, Mm. and uh, as you know, you know I like to do a quick impression (laughs) of the movies I cover, and this is a segment I like to call
0: a quick impression.
1: Quick impressions. I got such a caught me. My allergies have been killing me, dude. <clears throat> I got two, actually. All right. So here's the first one. Humor, if you are within the sound of my goddamn voice, get your big ass up here. Don't make me come looking for you. This motherfucker's is going to make me come looking for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Not to beat a dead horse, but you could use some physical activity. Oh fuck you! Oh come on, man! I can't imagine your wife likes you sliding down on top of her, looking like a fucking hot pocket with a heart on. And that's
0: like a quick impression and, of the show. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like listening to the real thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I couldn't
1: resist. I was like, ah, oh, damn! I love both of these these bits. I I I have to do both. You know? I mean, there's,
0: I mean, there's some great there's lines lot. in
1: the movie. Yeah, there's a lot. I had so many to pick from. I think I had like four already mm-hmm. that because basically while I'm watching the movies, I'll just um, if I hear like if I see something, I'm like, oh, that could be a quick impression. I'll just write the lines yeah. out. And I'll have them there, and then I pick one, but t- today I was like, oh, I got it. I, it's pretty rare I do, too, but this today I had to,
0: man. Yeah, you could have done, was it, Gerard Butler's line, hard charges, charge, get charged hard. Yes, yeah, I know. There's so
1: many, man. Uh, Dude,
0: Lamb has so many fun lines,
1: uh, uh, but that was one of my favorite. I love that.
0: Hmm.
1: um so as you know steve i i do like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches you have uh, the full fu manchu recommendation for fucking hell yeah you have the walrus mustache for fucking pretty damn good you have the horseshoe mustache for not bad and of course the hitler mustache says burn this movie in hell and you're welcome to uh create your own mustache if you need to uh within this category system steve how would you rate this movie
0: All right. Well, past couple of times I've done like a a custom mustache job, but now this time it's just Fu Manchu. It's just a damn good movie. Seen it multiple times. It's absolutely worth checking out if you haven't seen it.
1: I 100% agree. I give this the Mustachio Podcast heel full Fu Manchu recommendation. I had a damn good time with this movie. This is not the last time I will watch this movie. This is a really fun movie to watch. It, it has really good pace. Even though like, there's a lot of dialogue in the first quarter of the film, like it's still very good dialogue and it's captivating and it's mm-hmm. fun. Um, it's I love the grindhouse feel of it. I love the the action that the there's the, especially once it builds up in the in the the latter half of the film, like it's mm-hmm. just such a, such good action. It's well done. It's precise. I had a really good time. The characters are all very well developed and you kind of care about them. Like I cared about Valerie. Like I did not mm-hmm. want her to die in this movie. I would have been so pissed. I, the, uh, you know, I had to watch lamb die. I wanted him to kind of be just the glass guy standing mm-hmm. for some reason, even though he's a psychopath, but I just, <laughs> I can't help it. It was fun. Uh, but no, I had a really good time with this film, man. So thank you for bringing it to the podcast. Yo, dude. Oh, definitely worth it, man. I'm glad we were yeah. able to cover it. <laughs> i know man like i i want i really do want to find more because you know toby huss like yeah you know he has he does he hasn't always sported a mustache in real life but i did mm-hmm. find plenty of photos of him in real life sporting the mm-hmm. stash, and he has sported it in other movies so like i'm like he's good enough for me because mm-hmm. i just don't get to do a lot of like 2000 whatever movies there's just the it was not cool to have a mustache anymore
0: yeah. you know i was honestly uh, a little worried about bringing this you know, to the show oh because it was so recent but yeah you know you, know, you don't place that you know moratorium on you know, you know movies like say the grime bin where say a certain someone tanner and get pissed <laughs> off if it goes past a certain uh decade
1: yeah oh, there's no one stupid. here that's gonna gonna give give me shit about it because i can kind of mm-hmm. do whatever i want you know like uh, one of the movies i do plan on covering um i know it's been over it's been talked about so much but i do want to talk about the batman because you got jeffrey wright who's mm-hmm. definitely sported mustaches and he plays gordon mm-hmm. and you got john tuturio who's also sported plenty of mustaches and he's sported mm-hmm. a lot in real life he plays uh Car- Carmine uh, Fal- Falcone.
0: yeah carmine falco falco something like Mm -hmm. that yeah something like that oh falcone
1: sorry falcone Falcone. yeah something like that but yes Mm -hmm. i want to i want to talk about that movie i haven't decided when i'm going to do it or who i want to bring on but i would like to do it in october because the movie kind of starts off in halloween and Mm -hmm. shit so Mm -hmm. um you know so that's a i do try to keep an eye out i know it's weird but ever since (laughs) i started this fucking podcast when i'm watching a movie and i see a mustache i'm like I might be able to talk about that, and I put it in my yeah. phone. So if you ever see those uh, listeners out there, if you made it this far into mm-hmm. the podcast, if you ever do see mustaches in movies, please DM me. Just tell me the. Mu- you're welcome to even be on the show. Of course, I have those rules of if you bring the movie, you're welcome to be on the show. Just don't suck.
0: <laughs> be Yay! like. Disney he oh, was a, a good guest ah oh, man that fills me with hope for the future <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do you have uh have you been on any uh podcast episodes you want to plug or anything like that recently
0: uh well recently i did uh, a couple of minis for uh the grind bin which you were a part of along with nice with uh allegedly right. comic book writer matt anderson tim yobo <laughs> mike wood uh, haven't been back to, uh, the bloody bits, uh, since trick or treat, but you know, shit happens like, yeah. on. you can dig uh, into that
1: one. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you, if you haven't caught up with the bloody bits horror show, uh, you can go in there and Steve is in uh, the trick or treat episode. I, I'm a fan of that podcast. I mean, um, if you have like three and a half hours to spare in your life because you're mm-hmm.
0: sad and lonely. Yeah, or if you're <laughs> dealing with a certain someone from the New York area who won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. Did you notice how little Steve
1: interrupted me? Because he's a gentleman, unlike that street trash urchin, <laughs>
0: Tim Yopa. <Yobo. laughs> Damn you, Tim. <laughs> ah fucking little timmy yobo what the fuck is wrong with you oh god all right well thank you so much steve for
1: joining the show i appreciate Mm -hmm. you bringing this movie on man oh no problem all right until next time we'll check y'all later bye